Right, welcome to the brand new and improved fantasy content for Elite Syrian. We're looking at Rund 24 this week. Slightly different approach. What we're going to be doing is we're going to be suggesting who should be in your team for this weekend. Rather than going through all the games, all the data, all the stats, we're going to be looking at who we think are the best players to get you the most amount of points this weekend and going forward. Um, I'm excited to get going. So if you're ready, James, I'm ready. Yeah. And I think we should get Let's on with get it. Into it. Yeah. Short cool. and sweet. Let's get it going. This weekend, we've got a certain few teams stand out. And I think the best fixture is Volarenga at home. Good, sir. That could be another 3 4 0 victory for the home side. I also think as well, Glimpt have got a really good game against Lidstrom. Lidstrom's form hasn't been great. Glimpt pretty decent away from home lately as well. Um, if you actually look at their recent away form, they've won four out of the last five away from home, only conceded five goals. Um, so, yeah, in terms of them keeping it tight at the back and scoring some goals, I think Glimpt can be looking quite strongly. I think we can look at Glimt as having a good fixture this weekend for sure. So I'd put them as favourites for that game. Even though Lidstrom are good at home, I just think Glimt, you know, on recent run of form, you know, yeah, they lost the last game, but they won four before that. I'll be back in Glimt for this week. Now, I certainly agree regarding Volarenga. I think that game will be a strong fixture for them. I think. Well, you would think so, yeah. This week, yeah. yeah. You, would, you would absolutely think so. Glimt, Lidstrom... I think could be a closer game than you might anticipate, um, mostly because of the amount of injuries at Glimpt, a lot, lot of doubts there, and some big European games coming up. So mm, no I think they've got. To be risking those players, but I don't know about that. Um, they'll Glimpt will be wanting to finish second in the league. Absolutely, they need to win that game. They were looking at the game as a as a absolute must win because Lillestrøm are ahead of them already on points. They can't let them get ahead another three points. Absolutely not. And I think the the thing with Glimt as well is they've got enough in their team. They've got enough backup. They've got enough players to come in. You know, yeah, I, do I, I don't think they're struggling. I don't think they're struggling. They could drop Surly back at right back if they needed to. That's <laughs> fine. That just wouldn't be an issue at all. They've got Hagen. They've got Berg. They've got Conradson. They've got, you know, they've got Grunbeck. They've got Vetti, Solbakken, Vuka, Saltners. Yeah, they might be without Vettelsen and Pellegrino which is what we'll come on to in a little bit, but they've got a lot of other players ready to jump in and replace them. So I, I don't think injuries are going to concern them. I think it will just be a case of where they are mentally. And I think with Glimt, I think they're mentally stronger than Lillestrøm. And I just think they'll just just have enough. I'm not saying that I think they're going to go there and win 4-5-0. I'm not saying that. No. But I just think it'll be a more comfortable victory than most might think, you know? Because I'm, I'm just sort of... I'll admit it, I'm being a little bit swayed by recent form and I just think Glimpt away looked really good. Um, and yeah, they lost their last away game, Tromso. Um, let's bear in mind the fact that they haven't lost since sorting their pitch out this season, what, June, July time at home. So yeah, always a tough game. Always a tough game. Looking at Sunday more, I think Rosenborg could have one of the pictures of the fixtures this week. Earlier in the season when Rosenborg played Christiansen, we were sort of talking about just how many goals they were going to score. I think it will be a closer game this time. Mm. I don't think it will be a complete dominating performance, but I do back Rosenborg to be getting the goals there and do think, unfortunately, you're going to take the win again. See, this is where I disagree with you again. I don't think that at all. I think it's going to be a horrible game. I think we will be happy with a draw. 
Uh, Christensen at home have looked really good recently, won three on the bounce, including games against Volarenga and Viking. Us away from home this season has not been good. We have lost too many games. We haven't scored enough. We haven't put our our own imprint on the game enough times. And I think that game is going to be tough. You know, I, I'm i not looking forward to watching it because they will be watching it on Sunday evening. <laughs> but I'm expecting that to be a draw. So I would love it if you're right. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't be singling that out as a great fixture. But at the same time, you know, Tengster, Holser, Serta, if he plays, they're all capable of getting returns against anybody. So in terms of fantasy, oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely not a bad fixture to be backing at all. Um, obviously a big factor there, something that we discussed with Tom yesterday, is the fitness of all the staff. Well, yeah, exactly, yeah. If he yeah. starts, it could be a very, very different game. Yeah. And it doesn't look like he's going to be fit as things stand. Mm. That's just a big concern, even without... That'll be a big boost. That'll be a big boost for us. Um, but, you know, I, I'm just very, very wary of recent form, recent momentum definitely backs Christensen at home more so than it does us away. That's for sure. Um, Sarsborg, Sandfjord and Mulder, Trumsa as well. Um, I favour the away side in both those games about as equally as each other, to be honest. Um, biggest reason that I'm thinking Mulder can get a relatively comfortable win against Trumsa is the fact that they're going to be without Mickelson, Trumsa. And he's a huge catalyst for a lot of their play going forward. And yeah, I know it's at home, but Molds are just too strong. And again, this is where people might disagree with me and say, wow, the league's pretty much won. How much are Molds going to really care? I'm I'm not too sure I agree with that. I think, I think they're going to want to win every game that they can win. I really do. And they really do have insane depth. They don't need to play Brynilton this weekend. It's that kind of team, you know? So I think they'll win. Um, I've got it down as a 3-1 win for Molder, but... I wouldn't be surprised if it was 2-1 or 1-0. You know, it, it's going to be that kind of game. Down. I'm very much thinking down the same route there. Like, Tromsø without Mickelson aren't the same side. They're mm. also missing Vestland and Gunderson yeah. this week, which is Good never point. going to help matters. Strong Mulder attacking side have shown what they're capable more often than not recently. Yeah. Like, Bryn Hildson coming into form, the like of Kersa getting yeah. the score sheet more often than not. And then let's say that the home team win. 3-2, 4-3. It's going to be something like that. They're not going to win 2-0 or 1-0 or 2-1. Mulder are going to score goals in that game. So either way, I think Mulder attack definitely worth backing this weekend. Absolutely. And then Sarsborg as well. I think it's a relatively easy game for them against Sanford. Sanford are in awful form. They look terrible. They can't score. They can't win. They're just losing game after game. Um, I see them going down. I don't see them picking up many points going forward. They just look out of sorts. Sarsborg turned the corner. They look deadly again. Yeah, they, they did only win 4-3 against Yev. They conceded three, but they scored four. Um, I'd be backing, I'd be thinking there's a strong chance of a Sarsborg clean sheet in that game as well. Absolutely. But I think Heinz, for example, you know, really good choice for that game. Um, but yeah, the Sarsborg attack against Sanford away, even though it's not at home, absolutely backing them for that. And then similar sort of thing with Orison Viking. Um it looks like, in terms of recent form, you'd be backing Viking to win that, even though all of are at home. But I think there's good options for fantasy on both teams in that game. Yeah. So let's say it's a two-all draw. I still think we're going to get goals out of the usual suspects in that game. So I think that's a really good game to have a look at for either side. So what I've done is, uh, to get a good understanding of how teams have been doing the last few weeks, I've looked at everyone's home form and away form 
over the last five games. So the last five home fixtures, the last five away fixtures. Then what I've done is I've compared them, relatively speaking, as to whether they're playing home or away this weekend and vice versa. And that's where I've got my teams to target for this weekend and going forward as well. So for this week, for example, I have actually ranked the fixtures in terms of who I think's favourite from one to eight. And I've got Volarenga top, Glimp second, Mulder third, Sarsborg fourth, Rosenborg fifth, Viking sixth, Haugerson seventh, and Hamcam eighth. Now, obviously, we would expect Hamcam to beat Yev. We'd expect Haugerson to probably be odd even without Zephyrus. But the thing is, we're contemplating loads of different factors here. We're talking about overall form. And this is where we get the big boys like Volarenga, Glimt, Mulder, Sarchborg. They're the guys in form. They're the guys you want to be backing. Over the next four game weeks, it's slightly different. We'll get into that in a bit. But for now, let's jump into run 24 and have a look at the 15, because I've got a team of 15. So we've got subs and moving parts, all within budget, within 100 million, who I'm recommending and why. So goalkeepers, I've got the Volaranga man, Sueng, 4.6 million, high probability of a clean sheet this week. I think he stands out as the number one pick for a goalkeeper. So if you're looking for a goalkeeper this week, I think he's the one to go for. If you're backing Volaranga for a clean sheet this week, he seems like an obvious pick. He's playing in a side that are in form. He's playing in a side which are defensively capable, more so than we've seen at other points in this season. And he's cheap, 4.6 yeah. million. It's quite difficult to go wrong there. Exactly. And I've got Anders Christensen as my backup. Sarsborg sent through the way. Again, like I said, high probability um, of a clean sheet. He's he's going to be making saves anyway. Um, 4.8 million. In terms of other goalkeepers interfering with slots on other teams, I think it's a really good compromise. And you can get them both for 9.4 million together. So if you've got one or the other and you want to bring another one in, if you want to do that for whatever reason, you're getting them for less than nine and a half million. So really good, cheap options, but they're solid picks as well. Going forward, we're going to jump into defence. Obviously, everyone's number one pick every single week is going to be Martin Linners. If he's fit and he's ready and he's playing, he's going to be the guy to go for. Don't need to go on about him. He was exceptional last game. Four deep completions, one key pass, four shot assists, two touches in the box. Um, only four players have scored more fantasy points than him in the entire game so far. It's really obvious that we need him on our teams every single week. You know, no explanation needed. Yeah, he is absolutely vital. And at this point in the season, clean sheets seem to have taken a knock as well. So absolute priority when looking at defenders is how involved they're going to be at the attacking end of the pitch. Absolutely. And Martin Linez has that by the bucket load. Yeah. Then I've got Duke Leroud, um, 6 million, got an assist last weekend. Sorry, last game week, he got an assist. Um, but again, high probability of a clean sheet. He gets forward. He looks good. He went on that maze run for the assist, as you were talking about in the uh, Gutebrat episode that we did. Yeah, I think he's a really, really attainable, a really attainable defender. Six million. Bring him in for this week. And even going forward, he's a good shout. Definitely. I'm happy to have jumped on him early when I went on wildcard. Had a look at him, had a look at what he's been able to do at Volarenga in his previous stint there. And yeah, mm. I can't really look past him in my team this week either. Yeah, exactly. And then I would finish off my defence, because I'm going with a 3-5-2 formation this week, with Wemben Gomo. I think it's a really nice fixture for him. Um, I think we're going to see more of his attacking play. He's going to get forward. He's going to cause that 
shaky back line of Lindstrom some problems. I think he's getting an attack and return this week. Maybe not a clean sheet, but then again, I wouldn't be surprised if Clint won it 2-0 and it's a relatively comfortable win. Um, but I think he's going to be involved going forward for sure in that game. And then my sub-defenders, we've got Lervik from Mulder. Now, obviously, if Haugen's out, then Lervik can slot into your defensive line anyway. 4.8 million, very, very easily got. It's just going forward, long-term, be wary of that. But yes, great assist last uh, last time out. Looks a player anyway. He's cheap and he will play if Haugen's going to be out. And we get early team use there. So exactly. If you're looking for someone to just that ball, wait. If you've got some money yeah. to play with. He's an option for sure. Yeah, definitely. Then, and then as my fifth defender, potentially fourth, potentially into the top three, who knows? Um, Alex Malgovis, home fixture against Yev. Again, I think it's going to be a tough game. Well, tougher than most. Tougher than most will think anyway. I don't think it's a straight up easy win for Hamcam. But again, probably the best chance of getting a clean sheet in between now and the end of the season. Um, and we all know what he's like going forward as well. He is a bit of a menace. So I think for what, 5.1 million, really good option. Really good option. Yeah, exactly. And with Kongsro unavailable for this week, it feels like Melgovis should be given that freedom to roam as he likes to do down that right-hand side. And yeah, attacking threat always there. Absolute priority for defenders right now. Onto the midfield. My number one pick, if he's fit, it looks like he will be fit. Looks like he is going to be involved in the game. Sarui. We all know what he's capable of. We all know what he's capable of. Um, he was quiet away to Christiansen in the 3-2 loss, and he did go off before half-time injured against Sanford. But against Lillestrom, two goals, one assist, eight touches in the box. He was everywhere. And his talent is the biggest determining factor in this pick, along with the fixture. If he starts in that game against Goodser at home, we could be looking at a haul, and I'll be backing him to get a double-digit haul. Him and Layuni for that matter. Lyuni yeah. obviously returning last week with a brace. I think they're both excellent picks for this week. I think you can go with either. Either yeah. or. I just, you know, I would go with, I think Saru is probably less risk in terms of um, what we can expect from him. I think he goes hot and cold far less than Layuni. Layuni hasn't played that much this season. But again, we talked about it the other day. Layuni is looking good at the moment. So I think either one of those you're going to be fine with. Heinz is my number two. Obvious reasons was awesome against Yev, hat-trick, scored some ridiculous goals, could have had more, 7.7 million. Um, statistically speaking, he's just, when he's on form, he's unplayable. That's the thing. 14 touches in the box, seven deep completions, one shot assist against Yev, and 11 goals and five assists for the season. I mean, come on. We don't really need to explain that one too much. Um, Mulder, I'm not backing Brynilsson as the standout pick for this week. I think if you've got him, I'd hold on to him. And if you can bring him in and you want to bring him in, take a chance on him, absolutely fine. But yeah. I'm going with Kessa, six million. And he's matching Brynildsen for recent form. And also as well, eight touches in the box, four deep completions, a key pass and a shot assist against Orlison. That's just, that is silly for six million as well. Six bonus points with four goals in his last three games. I don't think it needs to be overthought. I don't think we need to it really is, think about it too much. It's just so it cheap. Is crazy. It is crazy how much he's getting involved. Like, obviously, we know that his role in this side is different to that of Bryn Hildson. Mm. Bryn Hildson, a huge fan, playing relatively central and scoring goals. 
I think they're both excellent picks. But the fact that Kess is not only getting the goals, but also showing this involvement yeah. in the attacking areas just makes him at six million such a bargain. I think it does depend on the rest of your team as well. How much money you've got flying around. Um, maybe you've already got Kersa and you want to bring Brynilsson in to go alongside him. Absolutely fine. I think it's perfectly fine to do that. You know, Again, we're getting team news. We're going to know who's playing anyway. But for me, six million. I'll be waiting until we get that team sheet in and he'll be going in if I see that he's starting. Absolutely. Another one, Grunbeck for Glimt. Quality player. Bought for just under three million by Glimt earlier on this summer really really talented if Pellegrino and Vettelson are both out I can't see why he wouldn't be given the start I think he could have a really really good time of it this week 8 million as well this is a this is the kind of player that you watch him a few games you see what he can do you see him score a couple of goals you're thinking mm, okay this is this is like Tankstead territory you know, we're talking about a quality, quality player. You give him a chance, he's going to take it. So I think 8 million, if both of those are out, really, really good option for this week. He's yet to open his account in the Elite Syrian, but already with that goal against PSV in Europe, mm, yeah. like, he's, it's just, it's coming anytime soon. Yeah. So superb differential this week if you're looking for glimpsed coverage. Exactly. And then my fifth midfielder is Schieter for Viking. I back Viking to... Well, at least score a couple of goals in the game against Orlesund. I'd probably have them as slight favourites, even though I'd probably back a draw in that game, but I would not be surprised if Viking won. I think he's going to be quite involved. Again, he's looked good since joining. Six million as well. He started the last five games in a row, and he's hit 90 minutes in the first three games. Did get an assist last game. Hasn't really done much more than that in terms of attacking returns, but I think this is a good game for him. And I, I think he's getting on the score sheet in this one. Then on to my attack. So as I'm playing 3-5-2, I've got Tengstedt and a BA up top. I don't really need to talk about Tengstedt too much. He's an enigma. Eight goals, two assists in seven games. Um, you know, he, he he produces shot assists, getting loads of touches in the box, um, will dribble with the ball. He does it all. Really, really easy pick. Um, I imagine that you've got him already. If you haven't, then I would want him against Christiansen. Absolutely. Even though we're away, 100%. we're scoring and he's going to score. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you've already spoken about the fact you're not confident for that fixture, and I think that's there's goals though. So yeah, far. you haven't. Ha- have you had another Rosenborg player? No, I don't believe so. No. But you have Tengstet because he's Tengstet. He's going to yeah. be involved. Exactly. Rosenborg are going to score yeah. in that game. Just it's that simple. Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously a BA again. I may not fancy Orlison to be really strong favourites in that game, but I think he's getting on the score sheet, I think he's going to be involved. I think Orlis will score, and I think he's going to be a part of it. 7.2 million. I think it's a really easy slot. And going forward as well, I think he's a really good player to have in your team. And I think we will see a, a huge um, increase in his ownership in the coming weeks because their fixtures are pretty good going forward after this game. They've got a nice run yeah. of fixtures for two, three weeks. And then I've just got Lint as my backup forward. Start him on the bench, bring him on, start him ahead of Skirter, whatever. The fact is we've got 15 players there, and I think you could put an argument for any combination of those players. Ham come at home to Yev, as we talked about. This is a game that they need to win. I don't think it's going to be a game that they win 3-0, but they could win it 2-0, 1-0. And I know he's yet to open his account, but I'm backing him to get involved this week. Five and a half million as well. Easily in your team. Um, easily benched if needed as well. But I think he's a really good option for this week, he's for, for sure. A really good, he's a really good enabler to have 
like just as part of my team as a whole right now. Yeah. The fact that Serta is probably going to miss out this weekend means I can move him to a BA, then Lint can come back to Serta. There's that whole hokey cokey that I'm probably going to be doing over the next few weeks as a consequence yeah. of Serta's injury. But having yeah. Lint now at home to Yev, I really do back him and I'm very happy to be starting him this week. And this is the thing as well. We, we've got to bear in mind, we've got Saruri flagged, Serta flagged, Vettelson flagged, Pellegrino flagged, Chris Haugen flagged. So yep. I'm trying to provide you some alternative options here for those guys. I've got Serta, Saruri and Vettelson in my team. So currently my captain is on Saruri because I'm pretty much very confident that he's going to play this week. But I'll be monitoring the Vettelson and the Serta situation very closely. I'd imagine Serta isn't going to be risked. We're talking, what, third concussion in two and a half months. You've got to be careful with that. It's not one to risk, yeah. And then if Vettelson has done his hamstring in properly, then he will be out for a good few weeks. So, yeah, this is why I'm trying to suggest, actually, going forward, we've got decent options here. We don't need to rush into getting rid of these players, but also there are good alternative options for you um, waiting to come into your side. For sure. I mean, I currently have six flagged players in my team, and it's a side for sore eyes. So Ooh, having imagine. this like vast array of options to come in is nice. It's probably going to be hits for me this week. But yeah. if anyone's good to advise me on taking hits, well, you're the man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we go back to the form index, we're going to look at the next four game weeks, including this weekend. And for that, I've got Mulder, Glimt, Rosenborg and Vorlerenga as my standout teams to back, as well as Sarsborg and Orlesund. So what I've done is I've then made a 15 up to run 27 as well. So again, same concept as the run 24 team but we're looking up to the run 27. So this just gives you an idea of how you can plan long-term with getting some of these players in, um, the formation that we're going to use, and whether or not you want to take a chance on somebody just for this weekend, who I wouldn't recommend for the game weeks after it, or whether you want to plan slightly further ahead and say, okay, maybe this guy that I'm bringing in for this weekend isn't best for this weekend, but his overall ceiling is going to be higher than the alternative. So it just gives us something to play with in terms of saving transfers, playing a little bit ahead, that sort of thing. So we'll start with the goalkeeper. I've got Kuditabust in goal. Now, again, I wouldn't recommend him for this weekend because I think we've got two goalkeepers who are better than him. But if you want to go early on him, I think for the next three games after that, we've we've got good fixtures. Yev away, Hamcom at home, Sanford at home. There's arguably cause to suggest that he's going to get a couple of clean sheets in there. So, you know, I think long-term, up to run 27, he's the one to go for. And again, Anders Christensen in second place. Similar reasoning, really. Um, some close games coming up. Haugesund and Tromsø at home. Uh, Viking away. I'm not saying that they're going to keep clean sheets in all of those games. But for his price, for the overall run of fixtures, I think he's a really good shout. Defence, it is it is the same three. Linnis, Wambangoma and Yukulurud. Just because of their overall ceiling, their overall input they're going to have to their respective teams. And in those games, you know, they've got as good a chance as any of getting clean sheets and attacking returns, or at least one or the other. Um, so I don't think there needs to be too much obsessing over that. I would want at least a couple of those up until 27. Absolutely. Um, and as backups, I've got Kamanzi and Erdogan. Kamanzi, 4.9 million. Um, has looked really, really good in recent weeks. We've seen what he can yeah. do with his right foot. He's got a shot on him. He gets forward with the ball. He's pinging the ball forward as well. And he's been in, integral 
to how Tromsø have been attacking recently. So I think... Well, he's so important to them, especially yeah. without Vestaland in the side. There was times earlier on in the season where he wasn't seeing so much game time, but every time he did get out on the pitch, he always looked like a threat, very much like Vestaland does when he's in the side. Yeah. And now that Vestaland's out the way for seemingly the rest of the season, I think Kamanzi's going to keep getting those attacking returns. He's got two yeah. goals in five games already. So yeah, you definitely want to watch with the fixtures too. Yeah, absolutely. And Udgar... He got an assist last game week, 4.3 million, regular starter in that defence. Just really, really easy, cheap player to have in your team. you know. And again, I think we could be looking at a clean sheet in one of those games for Sarsborg as well. And who knows, he might crop up with another return. I wouldn't be starting him anyway, but as backup, I think he's a really, really good option. My most advised pick for the next four runs is Kersa at Mulder. For reasons that we talked about, Six million. He's going to play those games and he's getting returns. And we look at Mulder's run. Tunumser, Hamkam, Lidstrom, and then Rosenborg in run 27. So at least for those three games, I'm thinking, okay, we're, we are looking at goals here. We are talking goals. And okay, look, Mulder do have a slightly busy fixture schedule. First October, they're playing Tunumser. Sixth, they're in Europe. Ninth, they're playing Hamkam. Thirteenth, they're in Europe. Sixteenth, they're playing Lidstrom. Okay, so yeah, there is going to be a high turnaround of games here, but he is the kind of player that you could play in pretty much every single game. And then he might not play in Europe, for example. You know, he's that kind of player that I think it's just easy to back. And especially for six million, you don't need to have a panic attack thinking, oh God, I've got all this money involved in him, all tied up in this guy, and he might not even start. Six million gives you flexibility with the rest of your team. That's the whole point of this. So if anything comes out to suggest that he might not play in one of these games, easily benched. So in terms of yeah. flexibility, in terms of dynamic within the team, I think he is just a fantastic option and I will be bringing him this week. If I see him starting, then he's in for that reason. Really, really, really easily got to. And think about it. If we've all got Itagard Jensen or someone like that, 4.5 million, 5 million, it's an easy upgrade. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's an easy upgrade. And, and then if he becomes fodder because he's not starting as much, fine, so be it. Then you can get rid of him Absolutely. or whatever. That cheap player is at the moment, anyway. So yeah, you know, I've got I've got money with. to burn, and I think for him, being in my team, it's it's an easy move. And then yeah, I'm suggesting Heinz and Sarui as the next best options as well in midfield. Heinz maybe slightly ahead of Sarui for his for his price, probably slightly higher ceiling in terms of expected goals. Um, both really good. Both good runner fixtures as well. Sarsborg, as we've said, Sanford, Haugesen, Viking, and Tromsø, and then Volarenga. Uh, Stullum's good set Rosenborg away isn't great Glimt at home you could argue isn't a great fixture but again I see Volarenga scoring in that game and I think he's going to be involved and then they've got Odd away so I think Sarsborg have the better fixtures but again they're both high ceiling players they're both players that can do the business regardless of opposition and I think that's why they both stand out for me um, and number four I've gone with Chris Eriksson um, again, similar reason to Kersa. Um, and yet he might not start in all those games. He was brought on the other week, scored a fantastic goal. He can do a job from the bench as well. And then depending how Mulder respond to their schedule, he might start seeing more minutes anyway. So 7.1 million. In terms of targeting these big teams, I think it's a really, really valid tactic to go Linus, Kersa and Ericsson from Mulder. I think it's a really, really valid tactic. I really like that midfield double up, that Mulder double up cheap for the team who's winning the league this season that yeah. seems a, a tail finished already but what 
13.1 million for them both. Yeah, exactly. Um, even if they're not playing every week, you've got diverse Mulder coverage across the board. Yeah. So it, obviously, team balance is going to change a lot depending on what Mulder players you have now. It's going to depend on how you're changing things up. Bryn Hildson, obviously, an mm. option if you're willing to spend that little bit more. But Ericsson and Kersa, if you can move for both of them as a double in midfield, it leaves you funds to spare yeah. and it leaves you funds to play with, which can be so important at this yeah. point in the season. And the thing is, I would recommend Holser and I do recommend him, but we're talking, it's another couple of million more. Um, so again, in terms of a dynamic 15, I wouldn't be putting Holser there because I'd go for Tengstep. So as much as I would probably rather have Holser in my team than Ericsson, in terms of having a dynamic 15, being able to approach these games with a lot of flexibility in mind, everyone's going to have Tengstedt and Serta anyway. They're the best um, attacking Rosenborg players that you're going to get. So in terms of that, I think, yeah, triple up on Mulder, double up on Rosenborg. I think we're good to go with that. And then we've got Nordley as my fifth midfielder um, on the bench, 7.4 million. Orlesson's run after their home game with Viking, Yev, Hamkam, and Sanford. I mean, talk about a blessed run. Talk about a blessed run. I'd be backing them to win every single one of those games. Yeah. You know? have a great run of fixtures and it'd be a hitting form as well. He's coming to this side and he's just taken the challenge on perfectly. Like, he can't stop scoring. And that, yeah. I agree with you. I think he'll get on the score sheet this week. So, And that helps out Nordley. And I know I'm saying at the moment, I've got Nordley on my bench, but he doesn't need to stay there. He could come in. He could come in for Ericsson. He could come in for Kersa if one of them isn't playing. You know, if if Serta uh, misses out this week, Nordley comes in because my front three is Tengstedt, Serta and Abie. So let's suggest that Serta misses out and you, and you don't want to get rid of him. Well, bring in Nordley then if you can. You know, in terms of this 15, you'd be able to do that. Just bench one. Just just bench Serta and bring in Nerdly. So this this just shows you how much flexibility you can have when you spread the money around. You're still able to target these fixtures and you're getting some players that maybe not everyone else is going to be jumping on, but you're still at a very decent advantage position. Um, and also as a backup to Serta, Faris Mumbagna as well, Emmy, for Christiansen on penalties, in decent form. Again, Christiansen looked like they're going to score in every game that they're playing recently. So I think he's a really good shout and he's just 6.6 .6 million. And the, the thing that you've got to remember is that team of 15 comes up to 99.6 million. And it will actually be 99.3 million if we went with Pemi over Serta. So in terms of flexibility and budget, that's, that's, that is bang on the 100 million. And I'm assuming that we've all got a couple of million spare to play with. So you could easily look at upgrading one or two of those players if need be. But yeah, they're my recommendations for this weekend and up to run 27. Hopefully that's been really helpful. And if I was to suggest outright one player for this weekend, it would be if Kers is going to start, I would be targeting him. Although if you don't have Sarui, if you don't have a Volarenga player, I would want a Volarenga player for this game. Absolutely. Yeah. Sarui, Leuni, Druklerud, whoever it is, you want a Volarenga player in your team. But yeah, other than that, Kersa and Grunbeck are really good options. And like I said, Schirter for six million, quality fixture for him as well. I think he could go under the radar between now and the end of the season. But then going forward, I think planning ahead, yeah, I would be wanting to have Kersa, at least one of Kersa and Ericsson in my team in between now and run 27. And just make sure you've got a plan for if Serta misses the next couple of weeks, because I wouldn't want to move him on, because I don't think you need to. I think there's enough options yeah. in midfield to go without him. 
And as much as there is excellent value in them, if your team is allowing for it, Bryn Hilton's waiting there for you with open arms. Exactly. Yeah. Like depending on, it's very much a matter of what we hear regarding these glint injuries before the deadline as to what the most logical. If you've got the money, if you've got the money and we know he's starting and there's no indication that he's going to be rested too much going forward, he's a great option. I've not even mentioned him, but the whole point is, (laughs) is to suggest the team that is affordable and shows you a decent spread of options around all different price points at these teams that we want to be targeting between now and run 27. You know, and it just goes to show that you can actually get a solid team for less than 100 million and actually have 15 playing players as well. That team does not feel like it's for under 100 million. You read those players, exactly mentioned it's 99.3 million or 99.6. Yeah, and that sounds absurd. Like, if you can't afford that, where have you gone wrong this season? And the one for this weekend, 98.2 million. That's that's just crazy <laughs> so again this just shows that if you want to take one of oh, actually it's actually less than that sorry it's actually 97.9 million because i made a change to it 97.9 million so and that just shows if you disagree with one or two players well you've got the money there but yeah hopefully this has been really helpful we're going to be pushing along with this format for the foreseeable future we'll be talking about the upcoming games on the weekend talking about the upcoming runs and try and give you the best possible advice um, but obviously, as ever, if it all blows up in your face, please don't come crying to me because, yeah, I, uh, I'm not interested, unfortunately. So, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, cool. Um, have you got anything else to add or are we good to wrap up there? I think this week is just a case of waiting until the very last minute. It's yep. going to be transfers everywhere for a lot of people, but just leave it as long as you can. Don't make any panic buys. Don't be afraid don't to make stress. hits. Don't be afraid um, yeah, to make hits. Definitely don't yeah. be afraid to make hits. For yeah. sure. I'm reachable on I am reachable on Twitter. I am reachable on Twitter if anybody needs a bit of counselling for for taking some hits. It, you know, if you want some advice, if, if you need some therapy, I am around. So it's fine. You know, you can throw some aware. scenarios at me. It's fine. I have I have yeah. played hundred points in hits this season and I'm looking at a double figure finish in the game. So hits will not ruin your season. It's how well planned out they are. Yes. That's that's the deciding factor. Don't just hit just for the week um, on a regular basis. Do it every now and then, that's fine. But ideally, you want to be hitting with some semblance of a plan. And this weekend, I think you can you can combine the two very, very well. Because think about it, how many players that I've mentioned in the run 24-15 are in the 15 up to run 27? Quite a few. So yeah. in terms of hitting for this weekend and long term, you can definitely cross over. So don't be afraid to do that. 